We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Tams, and I am joined alongside my co-hosts, my partners in crime, Nate Green and John Crane. You can see us if you're on YouTube. Hello, how are we doing? This is exciting. I like it. This is fun. I, I still enjoy the YouTube type of thing. Um, I know we are not the best looking of people, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun. It makes life a lot easier communicating on our side. So, fellas, John start with you because I don't care about Nate. Uh, John, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm really uh, kind of taking precedence over Nate here, just at least at the beginning of our podcast. <laughs> oh. Uh, the... we'll get, you'll get, I'll get old pretty quick, and then Nate, I think, will take the front seat again. <laughs> Never. Oh, Never. Gonna, I'm going to have to start wearing a hat because you guys are putting my hat game to shame. I'm loving the hat by John. I'm loving the hat by Nate. I'm going to have to pull the hat game out. I'm gonna have to, I don't know what kind of uh, hat I'm going to wear, but. He didn't get the memo, John. I didn't get. Yeah, well, it 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 might have something to do with my lack of hair. I I preferred I wear hats pretty much everywhere except for work, where I'm not allowed to wear one. So, but the hair thing is probably mine. You still have some hair there, Jared. So a little bit, a little bit. We're we're graying. We're uh, we're going. If I if if I shaved, I'd look like LeBron, receding hairline (laughs) with my five head. But um, it is what it is. So, Nate, how you doing? My my March twenty sixth looks like it's coming true. I'm pretty uh pretty disappointed in that, but uh, you know, it is what it is. We'll we'll move on. I love that saying. It is what it is. We got to work with it. We uh, we live with it. We just kind of we got we got to move on from it. You know, there's not a lot of good news on that standpoint. In fact, uh, we weren't even going to talk about it. John had questions. We'll get to those at the end because um, I do think it's a little bit significant to talk about it. I honestly like at, at the beginning. I was thinking about. It, I was like, there's nothing to talk about. This isn't even good. You know, at the end of the day, like, why even talk about it? But I feel like we can break down a little bit and maybe give a glimmer of hope. I don't know. Maybe, probably not, but we'll see how it goes. So, guys, as uh, as you all know, I like to start this podcast off with a question, get the brains thinking a little bit. So, I know that some of us have probably been at some of these games, maybe both of them. Um, and, Nate, I'll start with you. 
what would you rather see a no hitter or the cycle this one's actually easy for me i'd rather see a no hitter i'm a pitching guy i love to see a no hitter um the cycle it's awesome you know it, it doesn't happen as often um but you know typically those games are 13 to, to 10 or either it's a blowout or a high scoring game those aren't as much fun typically the no hitters are a little bit closer and a little bit more uh high intensity and more fun to watch so i'm gonna stick with the no hitter john what do you got well you probably know jared i was on the magical night uh uh when uh, the, the, the two combined for the no-hitter on uh, Skaggs, Skaggs night. And I, 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 if, I have, if you haven't seen the video, I'll, I'll tweet the video of me reacting with my wife. Uh, I, I'll take a no – I mean, uh, I, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's bucket list for me. I saw a no-hitter. So – and throw on the fact that it was on Skaggs night, uh, you know, with the, they went to the mound. And put the, it was such a magical night from the beginning to the end. And, uh, but no, I'll take a no hitter. I mean, you know, maybe Otani, I watch Otani get a, a, a cycle. That would be exciting for me, but nah, no hitter, hands down. I'll take no hitter as well. I've seen two no hitters. I was at the Weaver one. I was at the Skaggs one. Well, the, the Pena, uh, Taylor Cole one. Technically. Yeah. But you, I mean, it's considered the Skaggs, Skaggs one. Skaggs um, game. Yeah. No, I know it was this no hitter, but yeah. the sense was he was there. Oh, I was at that game. I mean, I want to be honest. So this is how superstitious I am. I did not go to the bathroom that game and I really had to go. I didn't go to the bathroom the entire game. Um, I showed up in, in stuff that I would never wear. I wore flip-flops to the game. I wore a t-shirt and I wore shorts. I would never, ever wear that, you know, combination um, to a game just because I'm just not a big fan of that. And it was the most unbelievable game. I, it, it's the most unbelievable game I've ever been to. So I'll take the no hitter for sure. Especially if it's going to be like that thousand percent like that. That's, that's unbelievable. However, I've never seen the cycle. Have you tried wearing that gear to another game? Please tell me. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think I have actually. That's terrible. Uh, I know. <laughs> Let, let's just say that's the worst thing I've heard all day. I know. I don't, I, I I've never worn that stuff to your game, by the way, but back to this, I've never seen a cycle before. I know Devannon had it. Um, I think Figgins went for the cycle, if I'm not mistaken. And um, last one, obviously Shohei Otani, but, um, but Figgins and Otani weren't at home. Last one still is Jeff Devannon at home. Correct. Didn't Trout hit Trout, for the cycle. Trout hit for the cycle. Trout at did home. Hit he cycle. hit a bomb. In his last yes. Game. I wasn't at that one either. He hit, he hit it the grand slam. Um, yep. I think into the trout net, by the way, tip the cap yeah. to that guy for that. But, but yeah, I've never seen the cycle before. So I, I mean, for now it's a cycle. Like I've never seen that in a game before. I've hit for the cycle and slow pitch softball. That's easy. Um, but, but I've never, I've never seen the cycle in person. I've seen no hitters. I've never seen a perfect game though. You ever seen John? Have you ever seen a perfect game in person? That's right. That's, no, no, that's the the scat the the Skaggs night was the only. I, mean, I was just yeah. No, that's the the closest thing. That's the only no hitter I've ever seen. And then some people will say, like, well, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a complete, you know, two That's pitchers. A, I don't care. It was, I mean, is, again, if you were there, you know how magical that night was. So, well, I mean, they put up a, what, what they put up a nine spot in the first or something like that. By, yeah, yeah, it was a very comfortable throw, win. Right? Yeah. A nine spot in the first or something. Like six, maybe it was a six spot, but they put up a bunch of runs in the first, tried a 445 foot home run. I mean, it was, the perfect night like you couldn't have written yeah anything. so because we never had to worry about them potentially you know they could potentially blow the no hitter but they weren't going to blow the win right no. off the bat to take that to take that pressure off of you yeah and i yeah so that was a special yeah, night. no that hitters was 
Yep. So, guys, just thank you so much for listening to this podcast here, talking Halos, making us the best angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, if you could go subscribe, click, click the subscribe button. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not, um, if you're just listening, click the subscribe button anyways. Um, leave us a review, whether it's good or bad. And we've been getting a lot of uh, interesting reviews lately. We fixed Nate's issue. He's got a mic now. So, whoever left that review, hopefully you enjoyed better better sounding Nate, I think is the correct way to say that. I don't think anybody likes hearing me talk anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Nah, I don't like hearing you talk. So <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I listen. I, listen I got when one I'm friend. Not, I listen when I'm not on. So, you know, <laughs> at least we have one listener. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Unfortunately, I gave a review a long time ago. I don't think they like, they, they, they don't let you do a second review, do they? Well, I don't know. But I know there's one on there, I believe, from your wife because it says, John is the best. And I think that's it. <laughs> Maybe one of my daughters. Maybe one of my daughters. Not my wife. No, that's my, clutch. My, it's not gonna, my wife's not going to go public with I'm the best, okay? <laughs> that's, good. that's good. So, guys, you can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at NateGreen34, and John at John. Did I get it? Yeah. Yes. Woo. Got it. And John's been on Twitter a lot more, so go follow him there. He's been crushing the Twitter scene. So I'll, I'll, I'll be sharing my, my no hitter. I'll my, my no hitter video live uh, after this. Absolutely do it. I'm uh, like I said, my favorite game I've ever been to. I've been to a lot of fun games with that. That was hands down my favorite game um, that I've ever been to. So guys, I have six different catches categorized out in three different, you know, sections. So one against one, if that makes sense, I'm going to say the two names. Um, you guys say which one's better. I have, by the way, two trout ones. I'll be specific about those two. Um, but they're very similar catches. If you've seen on Twitter, I've been kind of uh, through a couple of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I, know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So the first pair of catches is going to be Jim Edmonds or Willie Mays. John, I'll start with you. You can say which one you like better. You can say which one is better. But two iconic catches, um, two of the best catches of all time. What do you got? Well, I, I, I don't want to slight Willie Mays because Edmonds was an angel at the time, right? Yes, in Kansas City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then I'll go with Edmonds because he's an angel. <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let Nate speak first, but I have my opinion on that on those two catches. Yeah, I, I already know where Jared's going to go, but just – because I've got to be different and, you know, Jerry and I can't say the same thing. I'm going to go with the Will and Mays catch. I think that that is one of the most iconic catches. Even, you know, you can say uh, maybe it wasn't that great of a catch or whatever you want to say about it. it it's still one of the most iconic catches. A very tough field to play at as well, actually. Uh, the polo grounds, very deep in center field. He had a lot of, yes, he had a lot of room, but he had a long way to go on that play. So um, I'm going to go with the Willie Mays catch just because, it's so iconic. Like you can just say Willie Mays and that's one of the first things that comes up. You say Jim Edmonds. I don't know if that's really the first thing that comes up, but you know, there are a couple of things that probably come up with Jim Edmonds, but I think with Willie Mays that the catch is like one of the first things. That Jim Edmonds catches catch is the best catch of all time. Um, and before I get any slack for that, any heat for it, it is the best catch of all time. It's unbelievable. It's one of the stupidest catches. I, I mean, there's not very many catches out there. You can say, are better like if they had stat cast on it it's probably a zero percent catch probability maybe a negative i don't know if that's a thing but like not a possible like that's just an impossible catch to make that being said that willie may's catch should not have ever been made either 
because that ball was hit 460 feet to dead center field, knowing polo grounds. Because polo grounds is like 505 to dead center or something like that. I think it was 504, but yeah. yeah. 500 feet to dead center. So, I mean, you can say the same thing about the Willie Mays catch. And, and I don't know what the score was of that game, but I know that was a game-changing play. I believe it was tight. Yeah. That was one of the most iconic catches, the most iconic catch of all time. I mean, when you think of Willie Mays, you don't think of anything else but the Willie Mays catch. I mean, everybody who catches a ball like this, you know, if you're mm-hmm. watching something, you can see that. It's the Willie Mays catch. You know, like everybody shoots something and they say Kobe. Like everybody catches something basket-wise and it's, it's Willie Willie Mays. So that's um, – I, I don't have a correct answer there, but I do think that the Jim Edmonds catch was the best catch of all time. So on to the next catch. Um, Mike Trout's catch where he scales the wall or King Griffey Jr. where he scales the wall. Um, and this is the one at home, correct? Uh, Trout. Yes, Mike Trout at home. So, Nate, I'll start with you. There are two of them. I, I know – I'm hoping you know the Griffey catch. Yes, yes, I, I... – I've seen it on Twitter. Um, it, they're very close, very similar. I think Griffey gets a little bit better of a jump on his. Um, so he, he gets a little bit uh, easier of a, of a glide up the wall where Trout kind of got there at the same time as the ball, which is amazing. That's a, man, that's such a tough one for me because I am a huge Griffey guy, but Trout is unbelievable. I actually think the one in Baltimore is better for Trout. I I know. So because I think the one in Baltimore is better, I'm going to go with Griffey on this one. That's fair. John, you know which two we're talking about here with these catches, right? This is the one you shared on – that I commented on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'll stick with what I got. In fact, I have that that plastic figurine that climbs up the wall (laughs) on my desk at work. Love it. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with that. I think it's at work. Yeah, it's not here. It's not here at home. Yeah, for me, you know what makes the trout catch just a little bit better, Victor Rojas and Gooby. That's a that's a great call. I love Victor and Gooby during that call. That's like, and I was at that game by the way. That that's the best catch I've ever seen in person before. I've seen a lot of good catches. I saw the JB shot catch down the line, um, but that trout catch is unbelievable like there's like you that's something you practice in batting practice you hope to get a play like that Um, but the fact that Griffey did it too is pretty impressive and the fact that they're both basically the same pit player when you look at stats like up to this point in their careers Mm -hmm. um, is pretty remarkable as well just you know to put Trout and Griffey on the you know the same pedestal and and we talked about first ballot hall of famers and and where all those guys lie so I mean I think that Trout and Griffey are, are very similar, but I give the edge to Trout just because I was at the game and then listening to Victor and Gooby um, was was super special. So last one here, I, I, what do you got? I like the shout-out real quick. I like the shout-out to Rojas. I, I, I really miss I miss him. I, I liked him very much. I ran into people who are his detractors, you know, when they, but I really enjoyed listening to those two. And we were at a restaurant somewhere and some, it was in Anaheim and, I don't remember. I, I can almost think of it. Remember. Anyways, and she just started going up. We started, I don't know how it even brought up. I think it was the waitress. She just went off about how much she couldn't stand him. <laughs> I don't get it. I thought it was awesome. That, that was, those are the best. That's the best duo in, in baseball. Like, even, so yeah. behind Vince Scully at the time, Scully was the yeah. best. Fine, that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but Victor and Gooby were the best duo in baseball. 100%. Like, it's hard to listen to other games. And I know that everybody listens like we all listen to the angels a lot and it's Victor and Gooby, but like Victor, like after hearing last year compared to the years previous, like it just shows how good Victor really was at calling a game. It's, 
it's special. And I hope that we see more Vaskersian because I like Vaskersian, but Gooby or Victor and Gooby were, were a special pair for sure. So I agree. Yeah. Last pair of catches here. Trout, I think rookie year, so- sophomore year, maybe in Baltimore sophomore. Yeah. or Gary Matthews Jr. John, do you know what the Gary Matthews Jr. catch is that we're talking no, about? No, I do not know what the Gary Matthews Jr. In catch Texas, is. Correct. In, in Texas, Gary Matthews Jr. It's not with the Angels when he was with Texas. Um, I'll play it. I'll forward it your way when I see it, John, when I find it. I'll Google it right now. Google, yeah, Google go it right now for us and see. Those those two catches are, are two of the best catches of all time as well. Nate, um, since John's looking it up, what do you got? Yeah, this one is my favorite trout catch of all time. Um, so I am going with my truck on this one. Uh, Gary Matthews Jr., it was an unbelievable play to go up in Texas up against the wall. I remember Long watching. Run. Yeah, and I remember watching the fans. You know, whenever a home run was hit to dead center in Texas, they, all the fans are jumping in the middle. They're trying to get that home run ball. It's fantastic. But um, Mike Trout's catch in Baltimore, like – Again, when you think of Mike Trout's catches, that's the first one that comes to mind. I don't know if that's because it was, you know, one of his – the first great catch he had or if it's just because I think it's the best catch he's ever had. But, um, yeah, the, the one in Baltimore is unbelievable. I think John has seen it now. I'll say I, I'm, I'm watching replays. We got live up. action on this. Uh, he's, got, he's got – yeah, if I could switch it around, I would, but I don't think I can. <laughs> But, I'll, say uh, yeah, my, I'll say my piece on it before I let John go. Um, unbelievable. Both unbelievable catches. Trout jumped from the grass, basically, which is impressive yeah. as it is. Like that, That's a damn impressive feat that he did that and, like, how far he jumped. Um, Gary Matthews Jr. scaling the giant wall. That's a big wall. That's like a seven-foot, eight-foot wall there in, um, in Texas. Pretty much has his back to it for the most he look, part. He didn't look yeah. up. I, I give the edge to Gary Matthews just because I don't think he actually saw the ball. I think he just jumped in and, and put his glove up there. But the trout catch, there is um, there is a special place for that as well. Top, like I said, both those are top five catches, in my opinion, of all time. Um, those are two of the most unbelievable catches ever. Um, so, John, I'll, I'll let you say your piece now that you've seen the Gary Matthews Jr. catch because that's a that's an impressive catch. He did not I, – I still believe he didn't look. I don't think he saw the ball. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with that. He, he doesn't – he does I, – I, you're right. I think he – I think it's a general idea where the ball is, but his back is, is pretty much the whole situation, and he's kind of got his arm even I'm, – I'm holding my arm back. Like, his, <laughs> his arm is even back like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's not a straightforward catch. It's a arm-twisted thing. So, yeah, I, I agree. Well, I'm glad that – That's impressive. Can- I'm glad we could enlighten you on a catch, John. That you yeah, could, thank you very much. Yes, I'm glad we could enlighten you on that. That's those those are the six sketches that I got. Um, next one I'll do is probably the trout versus um, Matthews. I might throw Edmonds in the mix. I know Edmonds had a catch like that in St. Louis. That's very similar to that. That could be you know very very good side by side. So, um, but look forward to, um, to another one, some more of those because I'm I'm really enjoying doing those. You know which one who who did it better. So yeah. that was fun. I'm going to try – I'll try to do that a little bit more. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do some stat comparison or something. I think that would be a lot of fun to see who you guys pick. Um, so on to the next thing. Uh, the Angels were in the news. Well, kind of. A player on the Angels was in the news. Um, Shohei Otani is the face of MLB, MLB the, show. the Show. He's the man. The show. MLB The Show. I know I don't play video games. John, do you play video games? Uh, no, I, 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 uh, I, it's probably been about four years ago. I brought a, bought a brand new Xbox one, which I still have. Um, but they're all outdated. I, I, no, I don't, I don't have time. I play games on my phone, but I don't 
rarely sit down. I think we use the Xbox more and more as a VCR. I mean, as a DVD player at this point. Um, that's why we got it out of storage. So it was so, so that we could watch DVDs. So perfect. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to play the video game, but it's awesome to see that last, um, actually I'll, I'll give you this. Oh, Nate, I'll let you say your piece. It's pretty cool, right? You're not, are you going to play Are you going to get it? I, I actually do play the MLB, the show games. I, the only thing I'm a little disappointed with the cover is that they actually spelled show correctly. I was hoping that they would make S H O like more, uh, like pop a little bit more and make the W kind of, you know, blend into the cover or something. So it kind of looks like show Otani, you know? Um, but no, I'm, I'm super excited. I think that he is the right guy and this, you know, is going to, uh, I I've seen so many tweets about the Stephen A. Smith thing saying Otani and, you know, is it the face of baseball? And now all of a sudden he's on the video game for baseball. And so I think that's great. I'm really excited that he gets this opportunity and, you know, he deserves it. I mean, he had an incredible year. He's, you know, the only guy who pitches and hits and does it at an incredibly high level. Um, I think it's really good for the game too. I think this is going to get uh, more people involved. Um, maybe, maybe some more people that, that weren't a hundred percent baseball people, but they're going to be like, Oh, you know, this is really cool. What Otani does. So I'm going to, I'm going to be, I want to play baseball. So I'm really excited for it. Absolutely. And we talked about this. So maybe What's up, John? No, good. I was just going to say, maybe this will escalate the uh, contract talk so they can get this guy signed to a long-term long deal as soon as possible. But yeah. yeah, oh, no, definitely. I know a lot of Angels fans want to see him in Angels jersey for the rest of his career. Um, I wouldn't be against it. Um, I know that I've spoken otherwise against it, but I wouldn't be against it. It's Shohei Otani. It's Shohei freaking Otani. I mean, it, it if you look at it from a marketing standpoint, there's not too many other guys in baseball that you can market like that. Um, Mike Trout, even I know that Mike Trout isn't a huge guy with the marketing side of things, but, um, but yeah. And then Nate, what you, what you had to say is perfect. Um, you know, we've been seeing the growth of baseball throughout the world. We had somebody ask us a question from New Zealand. We've had, um, we've had the boys on from, uh, from across the pond um, of LA angels, UK. We've had them come on the show before had a blast with them. Um, I would love to see if we could get some people, you know, from, from Japan. Um, that'd be an absolute blast to see if we can get some Shohei Otani fans on and, and talk with them about some stuff and, and just continue to like just grow baseball. That that's, that's, I think the big thing with Otani, I think that Otani is just growing baseball right now and it's just a fantastic thing to see. So with that being said, Nate, you said it perfectly in the face of baseball. I don't think we're, are we in a disagreement? that he is the face of baseball right now, John, he's the face of baseball. Right? I, I, how, how can you have that season and not be the face that, I mean, I'm even looking at the show that putting him on the, 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 the front of the, the video game is, I mean, it's kind of like a no brainer. I mean, oh, yeah. how could you not pick him after this year? 100%. 100%. I mean, he's, he's gotta be the face of baseball. I know that that stuff that Stephen A. Smith said, you know, and, and such like that, that's, Absolute bullshit. Um, and excuse my French there, but um, Nate, you're in agreement, correct, right? Oh, abs absolutely. And the craziest thing about this is Mike Trout has been the face of baseball uh, for a little bit. And he has never been on the cover. It's It's been crazy that he has never been on the cover. Um, and I know I saw your Twitter with uh, this is technically not the first time an angel's been on the cover, but it is the first time an angel's been on the cover of a high profile uh baseball video game by himself by the way it's just Shohei Otani like your your I, mini yeah well yeah yeah, yeah. Your, your video games are considered high profile I don't think 
Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, when you look at the video games that the Angels have had, um, that they've had people on the cover for, it's MLB Power Pros, which I know isn't a huge game. Vlad and Francis Rodriguez, and then I think Slugfest was one another one that somebody brought up. Vlad was on that one. Um, but the reason why I bring this up is, is can there be an argument made for anybody else in baseball to be the face of baseball? Ronald Acuna, um, you look at somebody from the Dodgers. I, I don't know if there's somebody there. I mean, Wander Franco down Mookie the road. Mookie Betts, possibly. Mookie, yeah, Mookie's been a lot, you know, been said a lot. Acuna is going to be possible. I, I'm still not sold on Fernando Tatis Jr. being the face of baseball. Um, it, it would be it would be hard to to tell me that you couldn't throw a Jacob Degrom or Clayton Kershaw on there and say that they're the face of baseball. Honestly, um, at least from a pitching side of things, but from an offense, I'm just kidding. No, I'm. We've said that's that's against the rules. That's five dollars in the bucket for you. Um, <laughs> That's a cuss word. Anyway. Explicit. Uh, you have to make from, this podcast explicit now. It, you did. And from an offensive point of view, I mean, the only other guy that I could think of besides the ones that you brought up of Betts and, and Acuna, Tatis, you know, Trout, Otani, you're looking at maybe Aaron Judge just because he's in New York, you know. And I'm not going to say that Aaron Judge has faced baseball by any means, but – the dude is one of the largest human beings to ever play baseball. He hits the ball a long way and he plays in the biggest market in America. So that would be the only reason that you could push him, but I don't think he is putting up the same numbers as, you know, a Mookie Betts, a Mike Trout, a Shohei Otani. Yep. I'm with you there on there on that one, John, is there anybody else that you can think of that you can make an argument for? I know you're now we're getting the fan standpoint. Um, so I know you want Shohei Otani to be the fa- face of baseball. Um, and I know for well, a fact. And, and tell you, and, no, go ahead. You know for I, a I fact gonna, what? I was going to say, I know for a fact you don't want Mookie Betts to be the face of baseball. Um, no, yeah, no, I don't want Mookie Betts to be the face of baseball. Um, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I think it's kind of hard to argue. I guess you can't have him on there every year. But in, is, in, in, as long as he continues to pitch and hit very well, uh, I don't know how you could – you know, like I actually – Aaron Judge came to my mind too – but be, strictly because he's a Yankee, I was thinking big market. You got to exactly. put a big market guy on there. So that's really the only reason Aaron Judge would come into the conversation for me is because of that. Uh, and then, yeah, I guess you're looking at Dodgers. I guess you could go Mookie, but Mookie, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, like I said, he's. I will. We don't. We'll see how long this lasts. He can do both from both sides of the plate. I hope he can do it for a long time, but. Um, but as far as this year, I don't. I think I don't think it was questionable that you could put anybody else on there. I mean, he had a his, he got the his what the his what is it called the historical commissioners award. I mean, mm-hmm. he got about every award you can get this year. Not to Cy Young, but um, anyways, he did. Yeah, I know. Literally, he got every award. Um, he was like mm-hmm. he actually modeled in something too. I know that came out um, a couple of weeks ago. That I forgot what it was. GQ or something like that. I think it was was like oh, he did. Pretty big, yeah, pretty big, know. pretty big thing on that side of things. So. Um, the only thing I don't think he won, um, I think LeBron won it for some strange reason, was the ESPN Sportsman of the Year or something like that. ESPN just completely goofed on 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 who they were, what they were doing there. ESPN but, didn't goof. ESPN doesn't support baseball. That's fair. That's fair. ESPN well, that's, not, that is another argument to be had. They, you know, we do not need they, to knock on that door. They only they only watch basketball and sometimes football let's be honest Stephen a smith didn't even know what the astros did so let's just move on from that combo that's fair that's fair so 
Well, there was a big meeting today. There was a, a fairly big meeting today. We had no progress. It was, like I said, something that I wasn't sure we were going to talk about just because there wasn't a huge talking point. Um, it just didn't seem like anything went anywhere with, with the conversations. But I know that John wanted to bring some questions to the table um, because I'm sure a lot of people do have questions about what's kind of going on in the background. And, and there's not a lot of people that are explaining it well, in a sense. I mean, you go look at Jeff Passan, but even like to the, to a lot of like the, to the casual fan, you know, it doesn't make sense, you know, what's going on. So John hit us with your questions. So I think I'm going to try to make sense of it then. So I, I just looked at the major, they highlighted the major points of what's, what's going on what what the conflicts are. Um, First one was playoff expansion, which just says the, more, the, the owners are for, and I get that. They want more money, and the players don't want to play more games, right? I mean, that's basically what the playoff expansion thing where they're disagreeing, right? Yes. And we have how many – so we, how, how many teams are in right now? Are there 12 teams in, or are there less than that? I'm trying to remember. There are 12 teams in right now, 12. right? Okay, 12. so there, there are 12 teams in right now, and the owners are trying to get it to 14. I don't think the players are too much. I don't. I don't think that's a big deal. I think yeah. both team, both sides are pretty cool with that. I think the only issue with that is where the money goes, yeah. because I know when they add the extra team, the the uh, players are saying, okay, if we're going to add an extra team, we want a little bit more of the bonuses that we get from adding a team to the playoffs, and that's where the issue is coming up. Where it's like, hey, I that's great, like we'll add an extra team, but we want some more. We want some more of the pie. 100%. 100%. Yeah, okay. that's exactly where it's going to be at. So then my next question is about the international draft. It says that uh, the players would only do it if they had made significant concessions. So what? how does this – is the downside – yeah, explain to me the international – we don't have – I know we have a way – how do we – How? explain to me the international draft. Because <laughs> we don't have one, right? Jared, I'll let you take this away even though we yes. both got this. So right now, this is your deal. <laughs> So right now, teams get a allotted amount of money depending on, I believe it's depending on where they um, finished last season. Uh, also depends on how much money they spent in the year and also how much they use in our in free agency. Yes. So it, it varies. There's a formulation. I'm not, we don't, I don't, I don't even know it. We don't even really need to go into it. There's a formulation of how many million dollars each team gets towards the international signing side of things. So there are a certain amount of international players. signing bonus, right? Is that, That's is, correct. That, I, that I know that's something it's called. I couldn't remember the term of that, yes. but does this change it? Does this turn it from that to a draft? Yes. This is what okay. I believe the players are hoping for, if I'm not mistaken, or the owners are definitely. No, it says the owners. It says the owners are the ones who want it. The, the players so would want significant concessions to, to yeah. allow that to happen. So that, I, mean, I think they want – it's one of those things where it's we want – we'll give this to you, but we want something in return. Like, yes. I don't think the players have a big, big problem with the draft. I think it's more of like, okay, this is something you guys want really bad. We will give this to you, but we want this in return. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of the sticking point with that. Yeah. So instead of signing kids for an allow, a, a lotted amount of money – um, so like the angels signed Nelson Rada this year for $1.8 million, I think, or something, $1.6 million, something in that range, um, is where they signed their top international free agent this year. He, the angels would have to draft him now instead. Um, yeah, yeah. 11, 10, whatever the, whatever, if it was the same draft style as what it would be for the amateur draft, which is college players. Um, 
yeah, that's how that would roll. It would be really interesting, though, because a guy like Shohei Otani, like you can draft guys from Japan now, I believe. That's going to be pretty good. So. That, that's that's what I was going to ask you. So this is a South America thing only? Exclusively South America? I don't think Japan would be eligible to be drafted just because they are under contract. That's, that's the true. one difference between the Latin kids and Shohei Otani type of players is Shohei Otani and those guys are under contract. So you're giving money to the Japanese team where in the Latin communities, those guys aren't under contract. So it's, we're giving you money to come play for us. You'd so have I to, get, I, I think you'd have to end up giving them major league contracts in a sense. So Shohei Otani got his six year rookie contract because he came over to the major league i think that at this point you now have to give them a a professional contract or a minor league contract whatever you want to sign them to just like you get the, the same guys. thing in the mlb draft yeah just like you well just like you get the guys that are coming over that went and played in japan um i'm trying to think of the big ones uh, eric thames uh, josh lindblom was another one that was another big guy who martinez came, yeah those guys that, that come back over, I think you almost have to give them professional contracts then and not start them on a rookie year contract, if that makes sense. I don't know how they see that. That's where things I, are going to be really interesting. I don't think anything would change with Japan. I think that agreement was signed a couple of years ago, and they that's a separate thing. That's just between Japan and Major League Baseball. That makes sense. Yeah, I, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think that they're going to get a – there's going to be a, a um, international draft regardless of what happens. I think it needs to happen. So. Yes. Makes Anything delightful. else, John? Yep. Just a couple I already know. I, they're talking about the competitive balance. That's a salary cap. I, I, I understand that. Uh, they don't want that. The minimum salary, they want to increase that, which I guess that's nice. But uh, um, And then revenue sharing, which I, I'm surprised, which the players don't want because they see it's, it's, it says it's, they see yes. it as tanky. But the one that I did, the one I didn't understand was the draft. So they, they want to have a lottery yeah, so for the draft. They want picks. it to be like the NBA. So the NBA, the worst team does not automatically get the number one pick. And the MLB players are thinking that they will not have teams like the Orioles, the Pirates, and all these teams who are trying to get last place and basically replicate what the Astros did and get last place for a couple of years, get a number one pick two or three times and completely change the franchise and, and, you know, five years, but it yeah. just kills the way the game's played because now you have a team like the Orioles or the Pirates who are winning 52 games, and it's like they're 52 and 110, and it's just not good for the game. And those teams also aren't spending money either. So that also is a big deal for the players where it's like not only are they not trying, but they're not spending money, and that's that's yeah. killing their livelihood. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Perfect. Oh, I'm hope, I hope that we – have uh, shed some light on some things. I think when it comes down to it, I think it's just, it has to do with money at the end of the day. Like that is the biggest thing. Like, you know, they can, both sides are going to ask for so much, you know, and I think at the end of the day, you got to find that middleman. I don't know where it's going to be, but you got to find that middleman somewhere. Um, and this, it, the way it looks, you know, teams, they're just so far apart. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It's going to take, you know, one meeting at a time to really see if they can, you know, get stuff nailed down in a sense, you know, I know that they've talked about the, um, the DH is going to be a thing and such like that, but you know, you gotta, you're going to have to find a, a common, some type of common middle ground because um, this is, this is going to last a while if we're going to continue to do this. I know teams don't want to, I know the teams don't want to miss games and I know the players don't want to miss games, but at this point it's, it's almost inevitable. It feels like I know we're sitting here in the beginning of February, but um 
but I hope that everybody likes minor league baseball because that's what we're going to be getting a lot of here fairly soon if, if that's the case. So, um, I mean, before we let everybody go, any, any final thoughts, Nate, I'll start with you. You got anything for us? Yeah. Yeah, I actually do. And I haven't brought this up and I'm, I'm kind of upset that I keep forgetting about it, but the guy who keeps drawing Mike Trout every single day for, um, for the lockout. That is awesome. If you have not seen that, go on Twitter and look it up because that is awesome. He is drawing a different Mike Trout every single day of the lockout. Check that out. It is awesome. Um, I don't remember his name on Twitter, but all you have to do is type in Mike Trout lockout and it should come right up. It's awesome. Yeah. I've seen Uh, the, I saw the one today. I think Trout was laying on a bed or something like that, laying on a couch. I, I more, I, that was one of them. Um, that was pretty funny. So, John, you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go? I just going back to that expanding the uh, the uh, the uh, fan base here. I, I I don't know if you're aware, Jared, that I have not only been interviewed by Japanese television once, I have now been interviewed by Japanese television twice during the season. <laughs> during during awesome. two different seasons. Uh, I have no, I've never seen these interviews uh, because they're <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I, I had um I had somebody I had somebody bring it to my attention that I got that I got mentioned in a um, in an article before as well, and I would have you'd have no clue because you wouldn't you, you wouldn't know. But somebody brought it up to me. They're like, "Hey, you know, you're in this," and I'm like, "I would have no clue. I can't like I can't read um I can't read these this at all. Like, and there's no translation either. So yeah, I, but but yeah, it's super cool. You know, like yeah, I'd love to go you know, overseas to Japan or something like that and watch a game because it's a different atmosphere. We've talked about this so many times, like world baseball classic and such. It's, it's just a different atmosphere. And I think it's, I think it's so cool. I think that baseball in the United States is just so singular, you know, and you get it, you, you, you branch out and it's just so much, it's so different. It's like, it's like soccer in, in Europe in a sense, you know, like fans go crazy for that in Europe and that's how it is. Uh, that's how it is in Dominican and the islands. That's how it is in Japan. That's how it is in a lot of places. And super cool. So, Nate, what do you got? You look like you want to say something. No, no, we're all good. I'm just okay. – this well, is awesome. Well, one more thing. I didn't see it in that picture. You shared – when I shared my Mike Trout, you know how close I got to Mike Trout? Uh, I didn't see you in – you shared a picture that I think you're in. Are you in that picture? I'm in the background, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. You've told me many times you have this picture where you are in it. I'm, I need to look for you. What are you wearing? Just look like, just look for this right here. Yeah. Oh, look for that. Okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. him. I, video, I have the whole Trout interview. Yep. I was that. I did that. I also did um, Trout's press conference when he signed the, uh, when he signed the big extension. I'm in the background of that video that I sent you. I don't know if you can see me. It's me, Brent, and Taylor Ward. Taylor Blake Ward, not Taylor Ward. Taylor World Blake Ward. famous. World famous Taylor Blake Ward. Yeah. Get it right. He's in the, we're in the background. All three of us did that. And I was on I was on ESPN. Taylor asked a question. They zoomed in on Taylor, but I'm right next to him. It's pretty cool too. That's my claim to fame. I that those those days are always so much fun, you know, when you get to do anything Mike Trout. So guys, I just want to say thanks so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us the best angels podcast out there i really do believe it just thank you so much if you could subscribe wherever you're listening uh follow talking halos uh, on instagram twitter and facebook you can follow myself on twitter at jared underscore tims you can follow nate at nate 34 and you can follow john at jegs crane john go do it because both of them are on twitter and enjoying themselves on there so guys thank you so much for listening have a great rest of your day
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.